Welcome to Hookah Chats with Matt and Ethan, a podcast where two friends catch up and talk about whatever nerdy stuff comes to mind, usually over hookah. Enjoy. I, uh, today, I, uh, listeners and Matt, if you want to have a sense of the shit show that is the academic job market, let me tell you about a job that I just saw that got posted today. Um, there's a Cretan University is looking for a professor of Christian theology. Cretan well, University. Creighton University. Oh, not Creighton. like Creighton. Not like Creighton. I thought you said like, Creighton. Not like, like Creighton. Yeah, yeah. Creighton, you know, Creighton University. Creighton University is looking for a professor of Christian uh, theology for their department. Um, the requirements are four classes a semester, which is actually kind of fucking insane. You know, like four, four classes a semester. It's nuts. Uh, but four classes a semester, full time. With benefits, it's one year, no opportunity for renewal, and it's in Omaha, Nebraska. <laughs> and and I, and I'm like, <sighs> oh my god! Like, and you know what? Three hundred people applied for that. <laughs> What's it pay? Oh, they didn't say. Which means that it's then no good. Why did three hundred people apply for it? Because it's full time work in academia. And so there, there's got, there's just not enough jobs. The job situation sucks. And so mm. just like all kinds of folks who, who can do that job applied for it, even though it's a sucky job. I told that to Beth and Beth's like, that, that sounds like shit. And I was like, yeah, she's <laughs> like, she's like, you luckily you're not applying for it. And I was like, I mean, no, I'm not applying for it because I'm still finishing my, my PhD, but like, those are like the jobs that are available. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, I don't want to move to Omaha for a year either. <laughs> wow. But, you know, I've crazy. been through, I've been through Nebraska on my motorcycle. And the funniest thing about Nebraska is it's all corn. Sure. And there's like, you'll be on a stretch of road for 10 miles, just straight, both mm-hmm. sides of the road, cornfields. Just straight, no turns, no elevation changes, straight. Cornfield, cornfield, and then you'll come to a T intersection with a stop sign, and you'll stop, and you'll turn right, and you'll go down the road 200 yards, Mm. and then you'll turn left and get back on the road for another 10 miles straight, no elevation changes, nothing, cornfields on either side. But the way their property lines are, you have to stop, turn, and then turn again. Right. And it's like, oh, couldn't you have moved the field like 200 yards to the left and just kept it a straight road so I can get the yeah. fuck out of this state? So I can leave <laughs> Nebraska. No, I I understand. No, it's just – it's. I'm looking at the job, and I'm like, oh, my God. You know, like – and who knows what it is, right? Like, like the in terms of the money, like that they're offering. They don't. They didn't say because it's commiserate. They always say it's commiserate with rank, meaning like if they hire somebody who has like six years of teaching experience, they're going to pay them more than somebody that's like right out of their doctoral program. Which is why they hire somebody straight out of their doctoral program. You're exactly right. Like that's <laughs> that's how it works. But um, <laughs> you know, I could imagine like fifty thousand, maybe maximum mm-hmm. for that year. Which, hey, is more than I'm making now. But, like, there's no way, you know, there's no way I can justify 
move into Omaha for a year with my family. You know, like, right. like how do I justify that? Get a year long lease on a random like like it just doesn't make any sense. Um, if there was if there was more if this was just something that we did like yeah before you get your full time like standard job you have to you have to play the field for two years you have to get a visiting professorship or a two year professorship or whatever and then from that your resume is padded enough that you can get your your tenure track job like if that was how it worked then that would just be how it worked but that's not how it works it's okay congratulations on your one year in omaha could i interest you in one year in anchorage alaska and I'm like, <laughs> oh, great. you know let's go <laughs> you know? and he goes oh your your time in anchorage worked out really really well how do you feel about um mud lick kentucky the community college there is looking right. at like terrific you know and then i fly <laughs> to mud lick you know awful Oh, Jesus. So, yeah, that's the fun thing that, that's happening right now. Oh, I passed my German exam. Congratulations. Oh, that's over. So, <laughs> don't have to worry about that shit anymore. Well, now you're now you're fluent in German. That's good to know. Yeah, that's true. Now I know German better than anybody. That's how it works, <laughs> according to you. You can, you can uh, find, those, find those rare documents in that lady's that's basement. Right. That's right. And I can start professionally translating all right god help me no no that would be uh i mean eventually once i start on dissertation that might be exactly what i have to do oh my god so do we want to you know i have i have like 30 minutes or so before uh before i gotta be done do you want to you don't terribly want to talk about this shooting in Texas, do you? I don't want to talk about this shooting ever again. Um, but, you know, I'm sure we'll have another opportunity to. You know, it was funny because last week we we'd talked about the one in New York. And it was and I said, you know, you should be 25 years old to be able to buy a, a weapon like that. And like two days later, you know, a guy goes and shoots an elementary school up who's 18 years old. And I mean, I hate to say I told you so, but like, yeah, you know, the only and this is going to sound really weird. This is going to sound bad. I, I know it's going to sound bad, but it's good that it happened in Texas, <laughs> because <laughs> if anybody has the most lax gun laws and needs to get their fucking shit woke up, yeah, it's Texas. It's Texas. So, I mean, it's not good that it happened anywhere. Don't get me wrong, but like. True. I, I saw like Ted Cruz trying to worm his way out of it. Marco Rubio trying to worm their way out. And I was like, you guys, you fucking disgust me. Yeah. So I've decided that I'm going to write a law. I can't introduce a law because I'm not a representative, but I'm going to write a law that very simply states you have to be 25 years old to buy a semi-automatic rifle or handgun. And uh, there's a possibility for a military exemption. I'm going to draw it all up because I know how to do that. Sure. And then I'm going to take it around town. I already talked to the county commissioner and uh, I want to get as many signatures on it as I can. And then I'm going to give it to our state rep our, our, uh, representative in Congress, Glenn Thompson. And I'm going to say your constituents want this. Introduce the bill. Yeah. Because yeah. somebody's got to do something and nobody else is going to. So fuck it. Yeah, I'll I do it. Right. I think that's good. I think that's good. I true my best, you know, like, like there's, you know, there's something there's always something horrifying about 
you know, mass mass gun death or mass murder in this way. And this happens all the time in this country. What the onion posts that article that they wrote years and years ago, like mm. every time something like this happens, like uh, what, what is it? The, it's uh, um, the, the title of the article is something like, um, I can't believe this would happen here in the only, mm. in the only country on planet earth where this happens every day, every month, you know, like, like, <laughs> right. yeah, you know, it's just one of those things. I, uh, I know that, you know, the more reports we're getting it from this and who knows, who knows exactly what the truth is. Like we're, we're getting it in piecemeal and, you know, and I'm, I'm not here to spread, to spread things that we don't have officially vetted, but like the reports that we are getting are just like drastically bizarre, you know, to my eye, right. As somebody who's not in law enforcement, like we're getting reports of, you know, this, this kid, this 18 year old is, is, you know, was, was barricaded in a classroom. Mm-hmm. where he shot you know 19 kids and murdered them and, and i'm like he was barricaded in the classroom like like what the fuck does that mean like who put him in the classroom or or you're getting reports of like parents begging police officers to go in and, and like stop it and and like who knows like i'm not like i said like i'm not here to i don't know anything about how law enforcement is supposed to do stuff like that I, i'm not here to, to make that judgment all i can think of is being a parent you know Mm-hmm. And, and being like jesus fuck you know i can we perhaps stop the 18 year old from, <laughs> from murdering children today can right. we do that um it's just i mean it's just terrible it's just well terrible. And, the, and the fact of the matter is there was a school resource officer an armed school resource officer there that confronted the gunman before he went in mm-hmm. and didn't fire a shot i don't know what happened there but i mean the kids carrying around an AR-15, you're outgunned. Yeah, you're outgunned. You're gonna lose that fight. And you know whether it's a good guy with a gun or not, you're you're gonna lose that fight. It's it's uh-huh. just an asinine argument that oh, what we need is more armed police officers. No, what we need is less guns. That's yeah. That's it. I mean, that's that's the answer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the bottom line is the 18 year old kid bought a weapon of warfare. And used it to murder people again. Yep. And it's it's not that hard. Like we said last time, it's not that hard. You just don't give those weapons to those people. Right, right. There is actually no magic law, you know, as much as we wanna as much as certain folks talk about, you know, the Second Amendment and in this sort of being interpreting the second amendment to mean that oh well what the second amendment means is everybody is ordained by god to allow to be allowed to carry and shoot whatever gun they want at any given moment like this is that's not what the intent of the second amendment was exactly like like it's 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 a it's an argument in bad faith it's it's obviously ridiculous like that's and if it was like if if it was what the second amendment was intended to to be holy shit like like what what group of psychos came up with that idea <laughs> you know that that they were like oh yeah oh sure right right life liberty pursuit of happiness and the ability to, to you know have unchecked violence at any given moment like like holy shit like come on um all we have to do is use our moral imaginations for five seconds and we can come up with a better solution <laughs> like we don't yeah. need to do that um and I'm not anti-gun, you know, like, like being around you has really changed me in a lot of ways in that where 
where where I'm not I'm not I wouldn't say I'm pro gun, but I, I'm definitely not like running around afraid of people having guns. I'm I'm afraid of people having military grade weapons that <laughs> that allow mm-hmm. them to to kill many people at once. I think that's ridiculous. But I'm not against people having guns. I'm against people having guns in school. I read uh, there's a somebody I follow on Twitter who does satirical like 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 it's like a satirical account where he he's a, a sort of a fake journalist who does these he's just just does silly stuff and uh his um he he did something after the buffalo shooting where um like like the he suggested as as this fake you know kind of satirical journalist that republicans in an attempt to 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 end gun violence in grocery stores will simply ban grocery stores <laughs> like, like, and that's how we that's how we stop it and then like there was this crazy think piece that came out like 12 hours maximum after the shooting in texas that was dead serious where a republican lawmaker was saying this is why we need to get rid of public education and I'm like, fuck you guys. Like, what is the fucking matter with you guys? Like, like we need to get rid of public education because that's the dangerous thing here. Oh my god. It's well, just... you know, we can we can I obviously the blame lies squarely on the gun um in both right. of those circumstances. Um people say, Well, you can't blame the gun, you can't blame the manufacturer, you can't blame whatever. Granted, the, the the blame rests on the psychopaths that are, you know, committing the atrocities. But the blame lies, why nothing's being done about it, lies on everybody. It lies on you. It lies on me. It lies on every fucking idiot that casted a ballot for Marjorie Taylor Greene mm-hmm. and Ted Cruz. And, you know, we continue to put these people there. Yeah. Because the fact of the matter is most people don't care. They say they care. They say uh, thoughts and prayers, blah, blah, blah. But most people are either too paranoid, too proud to separate themselves from their own little bubble of reality. And they don't give a shit about anyone else. And, you know, until we start electing people that don't suck, we're not going to get any change. You know, we're all going to sit around and complain and bitch and watch it happen again and again and again. And these people are still going to get elected and they're still going to, spin their bullshit and people were still going to donate to the NRA. And did mm. you see better work whenever he spoke to, you know, yeah. like, <clears throat> and people were saying, well, that was a political stunt. Well, what do you think? What do you think uh, the governor Abbott was doing at that press conference? That was a political stunt too. You know, it's a fucking joke. And it, and it makes me mad as a, as a person that does own guns and a person that's responsible with his weapons. Like, it makes me mad that people can't because what's going to happen is eventually we're going to reach a breaking point where they're going to just take all the guns and they're going to take them from people that don't sure. deserve to have them taken from, you know, because people are too. It's not even like it's not even close. It's not even like a like a uh, it's not even a debate that we should have better gun regulation. Like there's like 75 percent of the people in this country agree. Right that you know an 18 like it's not even it's not even close you know but we have this minority rule in this country where you know a small minority can dictate the 
the masses. You know, it's the same sort of thing with abortion. Like, I think 70% of people are in favor of abortion <laughs> in one form or another. Yeah. Uh, not in favor of abortion. I should rephrase oh, I that. I know what you mean. In, in, favor, you mean. Of, in favor of a woman's right to, to choose. Um, right. But yet those 30% minority is, is dominating the headlines. And like, it's, it's anti-democratic. It's anti-American. And anybody who wants to put a fucking sticker on the back of their truck that talks about the second amendment being like the ultimate paragon of freedom is just not paying attention to anything else, you know, and you're not, you're not being democratic and you're not being what, you know, the United States is all about in order to maintain a well-regulated militia, the right to keep and bear arms should not be infringed. Fucking none of those people are in a militia, none of them, you know, and if there was a Russian invasion or something like that, 60% of the people in this country would flee. That was a that was a, a a statistic I read on whenever the war in Ukraine started, because we were talking about how the Ukrainians have stood their ground and really against all odds fought off, you know, the second largest army in the world. And, you know, when asked if Americans would stand and fight like 60 percent of people said, no, I'm fucking out of here. Right. Like, don't you watch too many movies, you know, you watch too many movies. And the frank and the factor is like if. If you're going to use the Second Amendment as a means to defend yourself against tyranny, you know, you're going to need a lot more than an M16. You're going to need a lot more than an AR-15. Because have you seen what the the people in Ukraine are doing? Like they're (laughs) using like law missiles and, (laughs) you know, 155 millimeter howitzers. What are you going to do with your M16 or your M4? You're not, you're not, you're going to die is what you're going to do. Yeah, you know, you, you frankly, if, if if we were going to be invaded, uh, I would much rather be sitting 200 yards away with my gear rifle than standing toe to toe with somebody. With, I mean, I would like yeah. it just like I'm not, I'm not going to like go over the top and charge it, you know, a tank. Are you out of your right. fucking mind? That's not going to. So, you know, the whole thing's built on it's built on like toxic masculinity and ego and just foolishness just total foolishness and people are dying because of it and and it's it's make it makes me angry it doesn't i mean i i was sad but i'm not sad anymore when i hear these i'm just angry yeah you know? yeah i know because it's preventable we can do something about it and we don't so and i and i look at every single other person in our in our country you know we're all constituents you know we all have mm-hmm. the power to voice our opinions and change our votes and, you know, elect people that are going to provide some change. But if you're going to pick Louis Gohmert and fucking Lauren Boebert, then you get what you deserve. You fucking get what you deserve. Yeah. You get what you deserve. I, I always think about, you know, one of the things that makes democracy very hard is sure. You know, you mentioned a little while ago, like, the blame falls to the gunman. And I go, totally, 100%. But what makes democracy hard is that even if the blame falls to the gunman, in a democracy, every citizen is responsible. You know, every citizen is responsible, not, not for the gunman, but every citizen is responsible for then cultivating and crafting the society and the legislation that, that we want to live by as a society. Um, we're not we're not actually under the thumb of people that we had no say in their election, like except for the Supreme Court. 
that's besides the point. Like, <laughs> like, like, you know, democracy makes us all responsible for each other in in a in an important way. And when we abdicate that, and when we say things like, "Well, I'm going to maybe not even vote for my own best interests, but vote to vote to hurt someone else's interests," then you know we are we we deserve what we get. You know, and, yeah. and we and we you as you say, and so why is Marjorie Taylor Greene elected? It's not because she represents anybody's interests. I mean, she does. She represents six very wealthy people's interests, but like she well, that, and she she represents like the the fucking Yahoo comment section exactly of, of society, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't understand what it is with this with our with our our sick mentality that we have to like like own the libs or what like it's so childish it's so so beneath us it is beneath us and it is childish and as you say it only results in people getting killed it only results in people getting hurt you know it results in weird brainwashing it results in 19 dead children you know every time and that that's the thing i sit there and i go guys this is you know i re- i remember sandy hook and i remember you know i was young i was a kid i mean it was a teenager but like i remember sandy hook and i remember my dad my my dad is a really quiet guy he's he's always been he's like lifelong democrat he's always been very reserved though and and you just didn't spend a lot of time talking politics with me but that was one of the couple of times the trump administration and sandy hook were the two times and and when obama got elected were the three times that my dad has ever talked politics with me and and after Sandy Hook, my dad was like, Ethan, if they don't pass gun control legislation with this, we're never going to get it. Because we're talking mm-hmm. about dead children now. And if we can't wake up over dead children, then there's really no there's no next thing. You know, there's no there's no thing that's worse than somebody coming in and mowing down babies. You know, there's there's nothing worse than that. And uh, and he's been proven right. My dad's been proven right. More, more babies were mowed down. Par- I read that parents had to go in and submit to DNA testing because mm-hmm. there were some children whose bodies were so mangled beyond recognition. Like that's enough. Like that to me, you know. Not I, and this isn't making light of it. That's like a Joker origin story. Yeah. That's like a. That's like a. You know, if I were to come to my daughter's elementary school. And I had to submit DNA because my daughter's body, Adrea's body was so mangled beyond recognition that even I could not find her. Like, all right, well, what, what, who do I need to kill, you know, right. in order to, in order to be able to sleep at night now? Like, like what, what insane thing do I need to do now? Um, I can't even imagine, you know, I can't even, I just, I get I'm getting a little emotional thinking about it because it's mm-hmm. just it's it's absolutely it's absolutely it's not only unacceptable it's it's unfathomable and from my end that's like that's like the real moral bankruptcy of like our political leaders is is that so many of them are sort of unable apparently to to take the authority that we've elected them to have and say this cannot happen ever again like like and these are the ways in which this is never going to happen again and we're going to take these decisive actions 
rather than prattle on like Lieutenant Governor of Texas did on Fox News about how Christians need to have more political power in order to heal the country. Like, fuck you, <laughs> you fucking moron. Yeah. Like, it's the like, like, no, no, we can't ban guns. What we need to do is we need to control the world in a theocracy. Then somehow kids will stop getting murdered. Fuck yeah, that always ends well, doesn't it? Yeah, in, in the but history you know, of the world. The bottom line is, you know, it, it just happens here. I mean, right. New Zealand had New Zealand had one. Mm hmm. And they took everyone's guns. Haven't had one since. Australia had one. Yep. Before before even the Columbine shootings, Britain had one. And they did something about it right then and there, right away. Mm -hmm. You know? And again, I'm not advocating for taking everybody's guns. But, yep. you know, it's not like there's not, it's not like there's other countries in the world that don't, that Sweden has almost as many guns per capita as the United States does. Sweden doesn't have these problems. You know why? You ever looked into like Sweden's gun laws? Right. Everybody in Sweden, every male from 18 to 35 is compelled, it's compulsory to serve in the military. Mm -hmm. You have to do it. There's no choice. You have to do it. Right. And if you can't carry a gun, then you have to do some sort of selective service or whatever. But you're taught how to use it. You're trained how to use it. You're allowed to buy it whenever you're done. And then you're allowed to keep it in your house. You're not allowed to carry it around. You're not allowed to like, unless you're going to or from a, a shooting range or something, or if you have a hunting permit, then you're allowed to carry it around. But you're not allowed to carry it anywhere. But every single one of them has it. Every, like they all have guns in their house. You know, it's not like, it's not like here where it's a big dick swinging competition right you know uh got the coolest guns who's got this that the other thing it's a lot different in sweden everybody has one it's not they're not impressing me like i have one too right and people the 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 gun lobby in the united states would say we'll see there that means that if everybody had more guns then we'd be safer no what it means is people are treating their guns with respect they're trained how to use them and they don't have a fucking cult mentality about them right, right? Mm -hmm. now they play the same video games we play yep. they watch the same movies we watch they're exposed to the same kind of music that we're exposed to but their culture is different you know their culture doesn't glorify violence the way ours does right. because i think being served serving in the military or being compelled to serve in the military um <clears throat> makes you uh, a little bit more respectful and a little bit more observant of your role in society. And um, that's not to say that people in the military don't flip out and do stupid shit too, but it's just, they don't, they don't go shoot up elementary schools, <laughs> you know, you know, it's, there, there's, there's ways, there's ways to, to correct this problem and we, we don't have the will to do it. You know, and and when I watch when I watch our politicians, you know, fumble fuck around, it frustrates me. And like I said, I'm trying to get some signatures to enact a very simple law with no bullshit on it, no backdoor policies, no, you know, amendments, no 
blah, blah, blah. It's going to be straight up, you know, you got, these are our restrictions on semi-automatic weapons. Yeah. And then yeah. if we get, if we, if I can get 2,500 signatures, that's what I'm trying to get. If I get 2,500 signatures from it and our congressmen won't do it, then, then we can, you know, primary that fucker. Sure. You get rid of him. Because he's You're not right. doing his job as a representative. That's exactly right. That's you know? exactly right. And I can't imagine that I won't be able to get that amount of signatures because like every poll I've seen says like 65, 75% of the people want more strict gun regulations. Right? Right. I told you before, gun control to me, keep the safety on, watch where you point it. That's gun control. I don't want gun control. I want gun regulation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that that makes sense. I don't see why. I mean, you're always going to have people who are going to whip it up and turn it into a, ah, this is just a slippery slope away from total tyranny. And I go, well, no, it's not. Unless well, we where think- were those people whenever they raised the uh, drinking age from 18 to 21? Right. Where were those people when they fucking- raised the age to buy tobacco from 18 to 21? You know, we regulate, yeah. we regulate things all the time, everywhere, all the time, and nobody bitches about it. And right now, you know, the Republican Party is trying to regulate human bodies. Right. That's the thing. Right. They're so regu- stop, yeah. stop, stop with all these, these silly arguments. Just stop. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And there's nothing that anybody can say slippery slope wise or anything else that, that is going to change the fact that this is an asinine policy. And, you know, there's no excuse for it. There's just not. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Welcome to the gun, uh, the gun hour here. Uh, d- double feature. Um, I would love to stop talking about guns, you know, at least in this way on hookah chats. If only we could get people to stop shooting up schools, you yeah. know, and then and then maybe maybe we could stop uh, having to, to talk about guns all the time. Yeah, it's ridiculous, brother. I mean, it's uh, don't worry. We'll get another chance. I'm sure. Give another oh, one. I know. I know. So, well, shooting people is is, a, is freedom of speech. You know that that'll be the next argument. How dare we? I mean, this man, this man is simply uh, being a political agent by shooting nineteen children. Oh, of course. Yeah. We should uh, we should make him president? <laughs> you know, like that one dude. What was that guy who the kid who just got off from shoot from killing those three or shooting those three people and killing two of them? Was it Kyle something? Oh, Kyle Rittenhouse. Kyle Rittenhouse, yeah. yeah. Future president Kyle Rittenhouse. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. What are you going to do? The right sure has some funny heroes. I don't know, man. I don't know why anybody, the the longer I hang out, you know, hang out, I don't hang out with any right wingers, but the longer I, the longer I I like, (laughs) I know you do, but the the more I immerse myself in this, the more I'm just like, man, who would, who would want Kyle Rittenhouse as a hero? (laughs) Who would want these people? I don't know. Marjorie Taylor. Why would you want Marjorie Taylor Greene to talk? It's like the guy who's running against Raphael Warnock for Senate in, in Georgia, Herschel Walker. Yeah. I don't know if you listen to that guy talk. The guy sounds like he's uh, a just thought out of the ice Neanderthal. Like like he he literally sounds like he's he, he's he's struggling to make a brainwave spark. And Raphael because he's Warnock's been kinda... he, he was a professional football player and he's had his brain scrambled. Well, there you <laughs> like, go. I see. I don't know anything about it, but like but you don't Raphael know who Herschel Walker is. No, I don't. But oh. like Ra- Raphael Warnock's got a fucking PhD 
in theology. <laughs> and so that's who I know about. I'm, I'm like right the floor with him, Raphael. What are you doing? You know? Well, you see, here's the, here's the, here's the crazy part, right? Like uh, Doug Mastriano is running for governor in Pennsylvania mm-hmm. and he's like a Trump clone only worse because he can actually put a sentence together. Like he actually knows stuff. Whereas Trump, I can't, I, I still don't understand the, uh, the allure to Trump because the guy doesn't fucking know anything. Like he's right. a moron. Totally he doesn't right. know anything, but whatever. The point is, you know, um, Josh Shapiro, who's the attorney general in, in, in Pennsylvania right now is running for governor uh, on the democratic side and paid like two point something million dollars in ads to paint Mastriano as like fa- favorably to the right by saying things like, oh, well, if, you know, a vote for Mastriano is uh, a vote for like everything Donald Trump stands for because he knew or because the thought being, well, if I can run against this guy, then I'll, I'll cream. him, Right. Sure. Claire McCaskill did this a couple, like 15 years ago. She, mm-hmm. she tried to pick her opponent and she ended up beating the shit out of the guy in, in the, uh, in the general election later on so it worked out for claire mccaskill but like this is a different this is not 2012 right? right like people are more loyal to uh a party than they are to an ideal or they're more loyal to an individual than they are to an ideal and like they will not they will vote for mastriano because he doesn't have a d next to his name Right. Right. So you got to be fucking careful, Josh Shapiro. You know, trying to pick your opponent and hoping that you'll cream them because people just are going to vote based on that R or that D. You know, there's there's no such thing as swing voters anymore. There's no such thing because everybody's so tribal and everything's so, so, uh, I don't know, polarized. And people, people can't talk anymore. And it's disgusting because, I have conversations all the time with people on the right, a lot, all mm-hmm. the time with people on the right. And I, I respect a lot of them as, as human beings. And you know what? We're not really that far apart. We're really not that far apart. You know, whenever we discuss politics, you know, we're, we're both nodding at the end going, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. You're, you're right. You're right. But, but we can't get together in a ballot box. Come on. Mm-hmm. Come on. You know, and a part of it's because we don't have anybody to vote for. You don't have anybody. Yeah, that's true. You don't, you don't have any decent, you know, people running for office because, you know, it's hard. It's hard to run for office unless you're unless you're a, a attention seeking gold digging whore. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it's it's hard to go and, and take criticism. Nobody can take criticism. You know, nobody can take, you know. Nobody can formulate a an argument nobody can you know right. convince somebody right. on the other side nobody can sit down and talk and like change somebody's opinion because by changing your opinion you're somehow weak you know right right it demonstrates that you're not tough enough or, yeah even though that's which is, ridiculous yeah. which is stupid yeah you know the regular regular human beings uh it's, it's a sign of health that you've changed your mind you know it means that you're growing up and things are different and yeah, I think you're exactly right. I think you're right. I think you're particularly right about candidates. You mm-hmm. know, the 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 so many in so many ways, 
not having good candidates is really what ends up killing us because then we we're all forced to vote for joe biden if we don't want donald trump Mm -hmm. i'm like great fan fucking dastic you know rather than finding a candidate that excites people Mm-hmm. And and you know every time I watch I rewatch the West Wing, which I do just to like feel things. Sometimes I'm always <laughs> I always think to myself, Aaron Sorkin's liberal porn. Aaron Sorkin's liberal porn. You know, like like in many ways, I'm much more on the left now than Aaron Sorkin. And and <laughs> and in the Trump world, in post-Trump world, West Wing is almost quaint. Like it's almost it's almost like, come on, guys, this is a fucking fantasy. But um. I always am every time I like there are particular episodes that make me go, but why can't we find, you know, like Martin Sheen? Like, like, why is it so hard to find a candidate that that is this dynamic and that is this interesting and and that 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 has, um, you know, a, a moral compass and has a sense of a vision for the country and a vision for x you know who's who's got a background in economics or a background in you know in these things like like why is it hard to to just find somebody like that and and i always have to there's a part of me that's always like it surely can't be that hard like there's hundreds of millions of people in this fucking country like like we've got to be able to locate somebody and not just joe biden you know like like, i just i don't know that's why i like john fetterman I like John Fetterman too. Um, but the reason we can't find somebody like that is because Democrats are more interested in tearing people apart and Republicans are more interested in being right. So they will ignore, like if, if a Republican wants to have um, pro-life Supreme Court justices, that's what they'll singularly focus on. And they will completely ignore everything else about a monster like Donald Trump in order to get what they want. Whereas Democrats have this idealism at, that everybody has to be perfect and there can't be any sort of like marring on any of their backgrounds. And they'll take a guy like, uh, uh, what was his name? The comedian from... Oh, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Al Franken. Al Franken. And they'll, they'll tar and feather him for making him. I mean, it was a mistake. What he did was wrong. Oh, sure. But it wasn't a capital offense. Right. But, right. you know, they ran that guy out of town. He did a lot of good work. Mm-hmm. You know? So why would I or you or any good person want to subject themselves to that level of scrutiny and that level of on, on the left, anyway, because it doesn't hurt you on the right. right. All you have to do is, you know, be pro-gun and anti-tax and, you know, pro-life. That's, and right. You do that, you're good on the right. It's easy because those knuckle-breathing, knuckle-dragging mouth-breathers will, like, vote for anybody <laughs> as long as, as long as they... You don't violate those three core tenets or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whereas on the left, like you can't you can't make a mistake or you're you know run out of run out of dodge. Sure, sure. I think that's true. I think that's true. What a man! What a great episode we just did. This is <laughs> depressing. Is gonna, 
you know, listenership is just going to go wild with this one. 